0: Hey there, and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda, and today's episode is going to be um, a part of the Fruits of the Spirit Within Your Marriage series, and today I'm going to be talking about self-control. This is going to be a really good one, really important. They're all important, but this is really, really important. So real quick, in case you haven't heard any of the other ones, I highly encourage you to listen to the other episodes within the series. So far, I have talked about gentleness, joy, love, faithfulness, slash trustworthiness. And I did kindness and goodness, but I put those two together in one episode. And i that's the most recent one. But I highly recommend for you to go and listen to all of them and I pray that they will be a blessing for you and a source of encouragement. So again, today's episode is going to be self-control. And after that episode, I have just two left in the series, which will be peace and patience. Those will be some good ones as well. Okay, so I thought a lot about this episode as well. Um, I thought a lot about how the fruits Self control applies to marriage. Now, the fruit self control is a very, very important fruit to have in our lives. Uh, Whether we're single, married, whether you're female, male, it doesn't matter. We need self control. And all of the fruits of the spirit we need to have within us, right? We don't want to be walking in the flesh. We want to be within the spirit. And I believe in my very first episode of the series, I read. The scripture pertaining to fruits of the spirit and the um the uh goodness I forgot what it's called. Um, anyways, the things that we deal with that are fleshly. Um, and of course, there's more of the things that we deal with in our flesh than there are fruits of the spirit. There's nine fruits of the spirit, and I think there's like almost twenty <laughs> things that come out of our flesh, right? Um so it's very important that we try our best to constantly walk in the Spirit and that we are showing fruits. um, And those fruits should be these fruits of the Spirit. So they're all important. But self-control is definitely one that we want to have for many, many reasons. Um, Self-control, if if we actually lack in that area, um, can really cause us to fall into sin intentionally or unintentionally. And again, that's individually together in your marriage. Um, Self-control is so important. So while I was thinking about how to talk about this and how it applies to marriage, I decided to just break it down into five different um, categories. I guess you could call it when it comes to self-control within marriage. So those five categories are financial, sexual, verbal, physical, and then mental, emotional, is what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm going to try to make it as brief as possible because I have a time limit of 30 minutes today, (laughs) so I'm going to try to fit it all in there um, and pray that it makes sense and that it's encouraging and helpful, Um, whether you haven't stepped into your marriage yet or you are in your marriage, and if you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. You could be married for three weeks, three months, three years, it doesn't matter, Um, it's never too late to start applying these things. And it's never too early to learn um, for those of you that are still single and haven't gone into your marriage yet. So let's get started. So I'll go ahead and I'll just go down the list and I'll start with financial. So self-control in the area of finances within your marriage is very, very important, um, especially if you are a family that just has one income. So you have it to where Um, and please understand i'm not knocking for those of you that both husband and wife are working Um, i have talked about this before and we'll be talking about this more i do believe that the plans of a godly marriage and roles for husband and wife are that the husband works and that the wife stays home because the things that go on within the home are primarily the job for the wife keeping the home um, tending to the children, you know, preparing meals and just doing things like that. Um, so I'm going to speak from the perspective of the husband is the one working and the wife is at home. So if you have just one income, um, it's especially important to practice self-control when it comes to your finances. Now, not every couple will do it the same, but majority may have it to where the husband works. Um, And he may be in charge of um, how he manages the finances, what bills are paid, how they're paid, and just kind of prioritize those things. Or it could be where the husband works and gives whatever money is needed for the bills and has the wife pay them over the phone. or Because, you know, nowadays everything is online over the phone, things like that. so depending on how you have it but it is both the husband and wife's responsibility when it comes to being uh responsible concerning their finances and having self-control or being good stewards of their finances because remember everything that's given to us is by elohim you know yes husbands you go out you work you get a paycheck from this company but remember Ultimately, all of these things come from Elohim, okay? And so it's important that we steward well and responsibly what's given to us. So um, some examples of self-control finances is um, even if, say, for example, tax time comes around, right? Usually tax time, people will use some of that money to take a vacation, um, just do things that they normally wouldn't be able to do throughout the year and so on and so forth. Um, But, you know, really look at it this way. Yes, we can benefit from vacations from time to time. It's, you know, it can really be good, you know, uh, quality time with the family together. But are there other things that need to be taken care of? Is there something that you need to catch up on? Is there something that maybe your children need that you haven't been able to get? You know, um, just really prioritize what's needed within your home and your family. And I even talked about concerning finances when I talked about weddings where I said, you know, it's it's absolutely baffling to me that couples would spend so much on their wedding and honeymoon in one day when they could have used that money towards getting a home or saving for a home or maybe getting a car. Um, nowadays, it's hard when there's only one vehicle between the two um, or maybe saving aside for, you know, children that you already have or children that you will have. I mean, there's so many other things that you know those finances could go to to give you a better start and a better foundation, uh, versus spending it on things like a ring and a dress and you know all of those those things that cost so much um, that when you think about it, it's like why would you spend that much? You know, um, it's just absolutely crazy to me. But that's a really good example of as well of um, practicing self-control. Um, also. You know, I, I pray that nobody that's listening to this podcast is, is either them themselves are dealing with a habit or their spouses. Um, but that's another way that money can be wasted. You know, drugs, alcohol, gambling, um, just buying things that you don't need. Um, I am a full believer in being um you know, a minimalist, I think is what they call it. I love to live very simple, very humble. Um, I do not, you know, like to have main brand things. I don't like to, you know, waste money on stuff like that. If it's not needed, I won't do it. Um, You know, every now and then maybe like a treat or do something special, but it's not often. (laughs) It's not often unless Elohim literally tells me, I'm blessing you with this, these finances, go ahead and use it for this. Um, I'd rather not. And I'd rather use it for other people, to be honest with you. Um, But it's very important to practice that self-control. You know, if you or your spouse are struggling with some kind of habit, then that's where that self-control needs to come in. And I know that's easier said than done when it comes to addictions and things like that. Um, But that is also something that you need to look at um you know eating out all the time that's a huge thing that i see so many families do um yesterday when i was talking about kindness and goodness i mentioned to wives you know making their husbands lunches um that saves money too especially now i mean look at inflation and how much things have gone up it's like it's impossible for family to even go out to a fast food place and eat (laughs) because it costs like 30 40 dollars when you're done, um, you know, uh, eating out all the time, you know, whether as a family or maybe you as the husband, you're buying lunch every day, things like that. Um, you know, practice more self-control with your finances and, you know, just cut the costs, cut the corners by, you know, like I said, bring taking a lunch, um, and, you know, use that money instead to go buy groceries, bring the groceries home, and make meals for your families. It lasts longer. Um, Your money just goes further with things like that. So those are some examples there as far as um, practicing and having self-control in the area of finances. Of course, both spouses should be coming together and communicating about what's to be done um, regarding their finances, what's best for their family. If maybe Elohim has put a or place a conviction on your heart to maybe, um, put some of that money towards a ministry or something like that, or maybe to help somebody else, then please be obedient to that as well. Okay. All right. So the next area is sexual. Okay. Self-control in the area of intimacy. Okay. And this, this can go in two different ways. So the first way that I'm going to talk about, of course, is practicing fidelity. Okay. Now, I know that most people will think that when they get married, they have nothing to worry about, and I pray that that's the case, but it's not always the case, okay? Especially if one of the spouses, and I'm not stereotyping, it could be male or female, okay? It doesn't just go to the males, but there can be cases where if you were someone who was uh, always you know, looking at people, maybe you dated a lot all the time, things like that. If you don't break that habit before stepping into marriage, you can carry that into your marriage. And what I mean is, uh, say for example, let's go with the wife. Okay. Say for example, that wife before she got married, um, was someone that flirted a lot. Um, maybe she dated a lot, things like that. And she's married now. And when her and her husband go out, She finds herself, you know, flirting with people and doesn't even realize she's doing it because she didn't break that habit. It was something she did constantly. Okay. That is the opposite of self-control. Okay. Because, you know, she's married and and even when you're single, you should not be doing things like that. You need to have self-control. If you're someone that your eyes wander constantly, again, this could be a male or a female that is something that you need to have self-control with, because again, you will carry that into your marriage. You know, I can't tell you how many sisters that I have counseled and talked to that their husbands' their eyes wander, and that breaks my heart. You know, that should not be that way. But then again, I have seen husbands who are extremely loyal and will not look at any other woman but their wife. Um, and as a matter of fact, whenever they see a woman that's, you know, dressed in a, in a in a manner that, you know, would cause attention, I have actually seen men look the other way and avoid that, okay? So once again, it comes to self-control and if you are someone that, um, you know, your eyes wander or things like that, you know, you, you need to bring that to yawn prayer and ask him to help you with that so you can break that habit so that it's not carried into your marriage. Okay. Um, that is a lack of self-control. All right. Of course, the obvious fidelity. Um, you know, I, again, I pray that no couples, no married couples are going through this, but, um, again, You need to have self-control in the area of not finding yourself, you know, attracted. Uh, For example, a husband goes to work, he has female co-workers, he becomes attracted to a co-worker for whatever reason. If that husband does not practice self-control, that can eventually lead to him being unfaithful either emotionally or physically, Okay. So again, that is another reason why self can, listen, when you get married, even within a godly marriage, because remember, there is an enemy that is going to seek to destroy and you know, your marriage. Okay. And oftentimes he will try to do that in that area of intimacy. He'll either try to destroy the intimacy between the two of you or do it by causing one or both of you to look in other places and look at different people. Okay. Or try to bring somebody around you that is highly disrespectful. And even though they know you're married, but they still try to come on to you. They still try to make passes at you. Um, Or even worse, you know, um, some women, some married women have come across men where the men literally force themselves on them almost raping them you know i mean we hear about these things all the time being married doesn't take away those things is what i'm trying to say even within a godly marriage that's why i say constantly pray for protection around your marriage constantly pray over you and your spouse and your marriage because those things don't stop okay especially if you and your spouse are both attractive people you know you guys can't go out and wear bags on your heads you know Um, of course, women, you should be dressing modestly so that you're not attracting that attention. Um, and you know, vice versa for men. I mean, there are things that you can do to make sure that you limit that, but it doesn't go away completely. So again, this is why self-control is so important in this area. Okay. Uh, another area within your marriage concerning intimacy, intimacy with self-control is, um, things like porn and stuff like that. Okay. I have talked about this in my episode, The Marriage Bed, and probably in my other episodes of Intimacy. Please, 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 whatever you do, practice self-control and do not ever think it's a good idea to bring porn into your marriage or even reading um, those romance novels, okay? that can They're basically a soft porn because instead of watching it, you're just reading it. So it's the same thing. Please stay away from those things. Of course, never ever think it's okay to invite a third person into your marriage for any reason. I understand wanting to maybe spice things up, change things up a bit, but please practice self control um, and don't ever invite those things in. Now, if you happen to do it one time, or maybe one of you had a habit of that in your past relationship or even as a single person, you have to practice self control, okay? Porn is addictive any kind, whether you're watching it, reading it, it's addictive. Okay. Say for example, a husband and wife decide, you know what, let's just do it one time and we'll never do it again. Right. Just to have a really fun, amazing time. Okay. You do it that one time. Okay. You had a great time, whatever. And then maybe the wife finds out three months later, the husband has been secretly watching porn because he got addicted to it. Or vice versa, or the wife is, right? It did. Either one, it could go either way. The lack of self-control. So if you're, you were able to do it one time, but then now you're going back because you liked it, you like how how it made you feel and all those things, now you're going back for more. That's a lack of self-control. So even though I highly, highly recommend that you do not invite those kinds of things into the area of your of intimacy in your marriage, if you were to do it one time, you need to have that self-control because it's not something that you want to keep on doing because then it forms a habit. That habit forms a stronghold over your life. And yes, I don't care what anybody says. Those kinds of things can ruin your marriage. Those kinds of things can absolutely ruin your marriage, okay? So I highly, highly, highly Encourage you to never see porn or reading those trashy romance novels or anything like that or ever inviting anybody into your marriage As a way to spice up your intimacy because you might do that for one or maybe two times But then after that you've pretty much guaranteed to destroy and damage your marriage Okay, so I highly recommend not to do that, but those are some examples of self-control within the sexual part of your marriage Um, and some examples of what happens when you don't have self-control and what that can do. Okay. Verbal. So, uh, concerning self-control when it comes to verbal. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, couples from time to time will get into disagreements, maybe arguments, maybe some pretty intense fights. Okay. You want to make sure you have self-control because if you don't, when you get into these arguments and things get heated and you get really bothered, you can end up saying things, whether you mean it or not, that can't be taken back. And that is one thing about words. And I've said this before, you know, um, there's a secular saying that says, you know, a second on the lips and a lifetime in the heart. Once words are spoken, they can't be taken back. They're not, they're not easily forgotten. Okay. They might be forgotten over time, but they're not easily forgotten. Is another reason why there are scriptures that talk about the tongue being so powerful or being like a two-edged sword and so on. And that, you know, our words can either tear somebody down or build them up. So when it comes to self-control in speech or verbally, you want to make sure that if you've gotten to a point where you feel like you're going to say something that you're going to regret, then you need to walk away and go somewhere and cool down, whether that's go for a drive, go for a walk, um, I don't know you know, whatever is going to help you. But when it comes to things like that, I've always encouraged that when you are in a heated moment or an argument, you know, it's best that you two take time away from one another. But I also highly encourage that you try to come back together and reconcile um, before going to bed. You know, it's like the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Try to resolve things before you go to sleep. And also your bed, or your bedroom should never be an area of discord or uh, d- um, discouragement or anything like that okay that's what the enemy wants but verbal is really simple when it comes to self-control you know if you don't have self-control you can end up saying things that are going to be hurtful you can end up um, becoming verbally abusive and you know being verbally abusive is really really bad um, you can end up calling your spouse names you can end up, you know, saying things that are extremely hurtful. I mean, you absolutely want to have self-control when it comes to your speech because you can end up doing a lot of damage to your spouse and ultimately to your marriage. Okay, so, um, so that is that for that one. The next one is physical. And this goes without saying, no spouse should ever, 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 ever hit their spouse or grab them or push them or shove them or anything like that. I don't care how upset a person gets. And I understand that a person that gets extremely upset can be pushed to that point of getting physical. And once again, this is where self-control comes in. So if you are somebody that this is something you dealt with in a past relationship or marriage, or you are just known that when you get angry, you don't have a lot of control over that, that is something that you need to seek help for and prayer, okay? Because if you have a lack of self control when it comes to that, once again, just like verbal, um, that can form into abuse and that can really, really not only completely destroy your marriage, but you are harming, you are literally harming somebody, okay? So if you are someone that you feel like you are so upset, you're about to lose it. And you're getting that feeling that you actually want to hit your spouse. I don't care if it's just a slap in the face. You should never, ever, ever touch your spouse in any way like that. um, Or grab them physically or shake them or shove them or push them or anything like that. That should never, ever, ever be something that either spouse, you know, it's not just husbands that can beat up on their wives. Wives can do it to, to husbands as well. And that should never, ever occur in your marriage, ever. Um, so you definitely need to practice self-control when it comes to that. And again, if you are somebody that maybe this, this happened to you in a former relationship, or you were the person that did it, or you just know that when you get angry, it's hard for you to get a grip, um, it's hard for you to control that anger, please seek help before stepping into your marriage, okay? Please do that. All right, and then the last one is mental-emotional, okay? So this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the verbal abuse, okay? Or anything verbal for that matter. Um, but it also has to do with your thoughts, okay? So this is kind of going to tie into to what I talked about last time, and then I'm going to wrap up, and that'll be the end of this episode, where I was talking about, you know, if you are someone that has trust issues, where you're constantly thinking, so remember, mental-emotional... This has a lot to do with your thoughts, okay? So if you're constantly thinking your spouse is up to no good, you're constantly thinking negative, um, you're constantly thinking in a way that's not only going to affect yourself, but your spouse and your marriage as a whole, this is where self-control needs to come in, okay? This is where you need to rebuke the enemy in his lies and ask Elohim to, you know, take captive the thoughts that are not from him, okay? And again, if you are somebody that deals with trust issues, this is also something that you need to deal with before stepping into your marriage, because if not, you will take that into your marriage and you will always be thinking the worst of your spouse. And that's not good. Okay. You don't want to always be thinking the worst of your spouse, especially when they've given you no reason whatsoever to ever think those kinds of things about them. Okay. But if you're constantly thinking negative, what is that going to do to your spouse? What's that going to do to your children, right? If you don't have self-control over your emotions and your thoughts, and once again, having self-control over your emotions, that, that ties into physical and verbal, right? Because if our emotions get the best of us, like, for example, that emotion of anger, that can turn into physical abuse or verbal abuse, right? If we don't get control over lustful thoughts, even though you're married, even though, say, you and your spouse make love you know, every day. (laughs) But if you don't get control of those lustful thoughts, then that can cause you to lack self-control in the area of of you know sexual, right? And you can before you know it, you're either watching porn or you're flirting with somebody and trying to take them to bed, even though you're married. Okay. So mental and emotional is very important as well. Your thoughts are very important. You need to have self-control over your thoughts okay and if that's something that you struggle with again i highly encourage you to go to yam prayer and ask them to help you with these things okay because like i said the seat of your emotions which is your heart your mind all of that can be dangerous okay and that's you being in your own will and being in control of your own thoughts and that can be a bad thing if you've opened the door to the enemy that is the first place he's going to attack you is your mind your thoughts. Okay? So very, very important that you have self-control concerning um, your mind, your thoughts, you know, mentally, emotionally. Um, So mental, the thoughts that you have, emotional, the emotions that you have, it's important that you control. Um, If you are a spouse that, you know, listen, a lot of people will tell you that jealousy is a bad thing. I agree. Jealousy is a very bad thing. And there's such a thing as a spirit of jealousy. That can really, really cause so much damage to people. I do, however, feel it is a little bit healthy for a spouse to be a tad bit jealous and protective over their spouse as long as they don't go overboard. But if you are somebody that is constantly getting jealous because of the thoughts that you're having, you're thinking your spouse is being unfaithful, things like that, that can really cause some major issues. Okay. Again, the lustful thoughts, right? If you're letting your emotions of anger get out of control, right? Or sadness or uh, jealousy, things like that. Whenever we can't have our emotions in check, that will cause always a problem. It'll always cause a problem. So it's important that you, again, practice self control over your mind, so your thoughts, mental, and then emotionally, your emotions, okay? How you're feeling, especially if what you're feeling is false, right? Like maybe you're feeling like, you know, your spouse doesn't love you anymore, even though they do. Okay. Again, rebuke the enemy, rebuke his lies, right? And ask Elohim to help you with your thoughts. Ask him to take captive what is not from him. Okay. So those are all examples of self-control in different areas within your marriage. And again, those areas were financial, sexual, verbal, physical, and then mental and emotional. So those are all examples of how to have self-control and then examples of what happens when we don't practice self-control within these areas of our marriage. And again, sadly, it can lead to damage and it can lead to ultimately destroying your marriage if neither spouse practices self-control. So again, very important to have. If you are still single, please, if that's something that you are still having troubles in, please seek Elohim in prayer and ask Him to help you in that area because it's very, very important to have. And even just as an individual, having self-control is very vital. Okay. So I pray that this episode blesses you. I pray that it encourages you, whether again, you're single or already in your marriage. I pray that, um, you will be able to take this and utilize it. And again, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes within this series, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to them. There are just two more episodes left in this series. Those will be probably published over the next couple of days. So stay tuned for those. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode.